The opening to chapter four here is kind of a surprise. Beware of yes and master no. Right. At some point in their development, all negotiators have to come to grips with no. When you come to realize the real psychological dynamic behind it, you'll love the word. It's not just that you lose your fear of it, but that you can come to learn what it does for you and how you can build deals out of it. Yes and maybe are often worthless, but no always alters the conversation. Talk us through that. Yeah, um, I think I first came across this idea. Jim Camp wrote a book in 2002 called Start With No. And I remember seeing that on a bookshelf and like doing a double take on like, start with no. I thought we were supposed to get the yes. Like yes was a magic (laughs) word. And he had discovered inadvertently that if you just tell people it was okay to say no, that they were more likely to agree. He's right up front, he called it the right to veto, and he'd say, you know, I just want you to know before before we get into this, you can say no at any time. You say no to me anytime, and uh, and I'll go away. And he made more deals. So accidentally, one of my hostage negotiators in uh, Pittsburgh tells me, she says, Did I, you know, because I'm making everybody read this book. Did I do this? Now, she was going to be removed removed from the negotiation team in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh because her boss was jealous of how much the police department loved her. So she finds out she's going to get removed, which is going to hurt the office's relationship with the police department but this guy doesn't care because he's jealous she sits down with him and she says do you want the fbi to be embarrassed now i remember when she first told me that i remember thinking through at the moment like i would never have had the guts to say <laughs> like that sounds so manipulative i imagine this guy just bursting into flames on the spot <laughs> but instead this guy relaxes, he leans back in his chair, he, you know, he steeples with his hands, like that's what people do when they feel really good about themselves. <laughs> and uh, he goes, no. She says, what do you want me to do? And he says, well, you know, stop letting this stuff interfere with your investigations now, go back to work. So he calls her in to fire her from the team. She walks out, no problem. So I'm like, there's something here. And then I start thinking about other conversations I've had. Uh, lieutenant on a police department that I thought got, got in his guy's way a lot because he was uh, overmanaged him. I remember him saying to me once, you know, a lieutenant's job is to say no. And I thought, I, I, no, it's not. Uh, a le- you know, lieutenant's a leader. Uh, a leader's job is to encourage people not to say no. <laughs> So why is he saying this? It makes him feel good to say no. It makes him feel safe. It makes him feel protected. And we start experimenting with, instead of letting people say no, what happens if you actually get them to say no? Like, how does that change feelings, the way they react? And it it makes such a massive difference, like instantaneous. Like, if it's important, I don't say, do you disagree? I say, do you disagree? I don't say, is this a good idea? Is this a ridiculous idea? I don't say, you know, what? I'm never going for yes. I'm always going for no. And, you know, if I can, because I, I know I'm all over the place here. I'm on a plane from uh, JFK to L.A. where it's a red eye and uh, a black businessman sitting next to me. He's kind of loud. Uh, he's got a he's got a big, colorful 
sweater on, but I just, you know, uh, uh, not, not, not crazy out there, but I just think, you know, interesting, interesting cat, clearly a businessman. He's got people on his team because people that are sitting, you know, back in the economy are walking by and, they, you know, hey, boss, how you doing? And finally, but I hear him on the phone and he's just trying to force people to say yes. And finally, I can't take it anymore <laughs> in between calls. And I tap him on the shoulder and I said, look, get him to say no. Change your questions. You drive me crazy. I can't take it anymore. I can, I'm hearing you shove this down people's throats. Switch from yes to no. And I go, instead, and again, instead of do you agree, do you disagree? Instead of would you do this, are you against doing this? And I give him a quick rundown of how to make the switch. And he's a smart dude. Picks it right up really fast. So he gets back on the phone. And I also say, you know, the reason you should listen to me is because I wrote this book, Never Split the Difference. <laughs> so just do it. Smart dude. Learnable, coachable, does it instantaneous. Looks back at me and says, thanks. Yeah. He says, let me introduce myself. My name's Trevor. You may know me by my stage name, Buster Rhymes. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. Okay. You know, your hair's a little shorter right now. I didn't recognize you right off the bat, but uh, I do recognize that name. Uh, you go on to say no has a lot of skills. No allows real issues to be brought forth. No protects people from making and lets them correct ineffective decisions. No slows things down so people can freely embrace their decisions and their agreements they enter into. No helps people feel safe, secure, emotionally comfortable, and in control of all their decisions. No moves everyone everyone's efforts forward and there's a there's a, a a thing that you point out here which is important because you say using this chapter's tools in daily life is difficult for many people because they go directly against one of society's biggest social dictums that is be nice right especially because in the book you're like hey smile be pleasant and and you know getting people to say no is one of those things. You say we've instrumentalized niceness in a way, as a way of greasing the social wheels, yet it's often a ruse. We're polite and we don't disagree to get through daily existence with the least degree of friction. But by turning niceness into a lubricant, we've leached it of meaning. A smile and a nod might signify get me out of here as much as it means nice to meet you. That's death for a good negotiator who gains their power by understanding their counterpart's situation and extracting information about their counterpart's desires and needs. Extracting that information means getting the other party to feel safe and in control. And while it may sound contradictory, the way to get there is by letting the other party, by getting the other party to disagree, to draw their own boundaries, to define their desires as a function of what they do not want. In other words, getting them to say no. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> it's just, it's, of the, of the, you know, the different skills are counterintuitive to, the, to their own degree. Like, the extremely strong degree that getting somebody to say yes makes them uncomfortable, concerned, worried about what kind of traps they're walking into, where's the hook, what have I forgotten. Complete different 180 degree turn on getting them to say no. Like the, the comfort level from saying no and then the ability to think things through immediately. Like if I were to say to you disagree, 
Do you disagree? You go, no, I don't disagree, but here are the following problems. And you'd lay them right out, one, two, three, four, five, right off the top of your head, have no problem. If I'd have said, do you agree? And you'd have wanted to say, yes, I agree, but here are the following problems. You won't do it the second way because you would have felt that the mere utterance of the word yes hooked you. And so then anything that you lay out after that feels like you're digging yourself in deeper. But having said no, you don't feel hooked. So now you're going to lay out the next four or five things that you might need because you don't feel like you're digging yourself in deeper. And the next four or five things after the yes or no are what's critical. It's never never right there. It's never at the point of decision. It's really here are the problems or here's what you got to accomplish. And you got to get past that. And you get past it freely when people say no because they feel safe and protected. They feel no sense of obligation. They don't feel like they're digging themselves in with each thing they say after that. I got the, that emotion from that. You, you got an example in the book, real common example. The two, the two examples you is now a bad is now a bad time to talk. Right. Versus, do you have a few minutes to talk? Right. Like when someone calls you up on the phone and says, "Hey, do you have a few minutes to talk right now?" I I want to <laughs> say no, but I also kind of feel like when I say yes, like what do we get? But when someone says, "Hey, is it a bad time to talk right now?" I'm like, "No, it's not a bad time." I'm like, okay with it. It's just one of those things. 